I'm Taylor Allgood from the University of Cincinnati, and this is a Woman Identified podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of Woman Identified. I'm your host, Taylor Allgood, and today we're talking money, honey. Today, I'm joined by my special guest, roommate, bestie, and everything in between, Olivia Rose Eilerman. Hello. (laughs) Oh, your mic is off. I was like, I cannot hear myself. (gasps) Oh, my God. Hello, guys. My name is the Olivia Rose Eilerman. Don't kill me. I can't, I can't believe I didn't have your mic on. I was on. like sitting here. I was like, I can't hear myself breathe or anything. But I mean, I guess okay. I guess it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Nothing else characterizes our friendship more than the fact that I had her mic muted. <laughs> she hates me, everyone. I don't. I love her very much, but she tends to make a lot of noises. <laughs> I do, honestly. This, that's so much back, so. No shade, no shade. But it's actually been a pretty long... <clears throat> Sorry. Continue. Example A. (laughs) But it's actually been a pretty long weekend apart, so we're going to get a little bit into it. But I was out of town this weekend, and Liv was back here in Cincinnati, so we're kind of going to take a few minutes just to catch up on the show. So, Liv, I'm making you go first since you're my guest. I want to hear one positive and one negative from this week. Weekend. Weekend. Well, Taylor, all good. Taylor, Renee, all good. It's very difficult for me to come up with a positive because you were gone all weekend. So I was in the house by myself with the cat. That is a menace. But I guess my positive would be waking up and seeing the snow on the ground because I love the snow. I know you I'm don't. Sorry. I didn't mean to throw up on it. Sure. Uh-huh. The snow was white and beautiful. It looked amazing outside. Thank God it stopped snowing before I got back from New York because if I would have seen snow on the ground as soon as I got back I would have died but continue it was great I love the snow I actually love the cold too so it's actually like 100 degrees in this room right now but that's cool so give me another negative I mean (laughs) (laughs) my negative for this weekend would be that you were gone all weekend and that I had nothing to do who was I supposed to go out and party with and do fun things with I know I'm sorry, but Myself. thankfully we're gonna party it up this weekend for Dre's 22nd birthday. Hey. Shout out Dre, turning 22, Miss Scorpio, Miss Independent, all that. Um, but yeah, speaking of Dre, she is actually the highlight of my positive this weekend. So aside from being apart from my bestie boo, mm-hmm. sorry, um, I took a small weekend trip to New York City with my good friend Dre, and it was just a great time. Like, everything was seamless from the moment we took off to the moment we got back. The travel, everything was so smooth. And we really just went to just relax and just get out of town for a while, like, kind of st- Uh, I I won't say everything because it's going to come up later in our topic, but I don't know. It was just nice to get away, and I'm really happy that we did. So that was my positive for this weekend. Yeah, who picked you up from the airport? Um, Miss Olivia Rose, like, hello, shout out to Miss Liv for being, Mm -hmm. for, (laughs) for being the driver, um, when we got home at 10 p.m. on Monday night. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
But I guess a negative aside from <laughs> missing <laughs> missing my bestie all weekend, um, I would say it was not having money, <laughs> which is why I think it's a great thing that we're having this topic today. So jumping right into it, like I said, this is kind of a funny topic um, that we're discussing because we're literally the worst with money at the moment. But that's why I think it's going to be all the more interesting to talk about because, yeah. Mm, it's not that we're the worst with money. It's that we don't have six-figure jobs to spend our money. Ooh, period. <laughs> all right, she's throwing shots right off the bat. But period, you do make a point and we will get into that. So you make a very interesting point that we aren't necessarily bad with spending money, but we just don't have six figure jobs to spend, you know. So kind of going off of that, I kind of want you to expand that view. Like, what would you say is your overall view of money how people handle it, how you see others handle it, how you handle it yourself. Kind of like, what's your overall view of money? I would say my view on money is kind of just that, like, it's a great thing to have if you got it. If you don't, it's kind of not so great. Mm -hmm. I think it's hard in life to think about a lot more than money because, honestly, everything costs money. Mm -hmm. So... Even if we're just sitting in our house watching TV, we got to think about the subscription we're paying for to watch the TV, how much the TV costs, right? how much the Wi-Fi we're paying for costs, and then, oh, we're cold, we need a blanket, let's get a blanket, how much that blanket costs, the heat, because we're cold, we got to turn the heat on. Mm -hmm. So it just all kind of like adds up. Yeah, everything adds up. There's nothing, like, when people say nothing in life is free legitimately nothing in life is free no we were literally talking about that like not to get off topic because my time will come but you know Dre and I when we were in New York we were talking about it we were like we are walking the streets and we have to pee and like literally there's nowhere that you can even go in without really having to like buy something and it's like when did we like capitalize on peeing yeah. <laughs> like, no even when i was in spain with you i had to go to the bathroom in the train station yeah i didn't have the money that they took so i was like oh i guess i'm just not gonna pee then yeah just like everything from using the restroom to getting food to everything is just becoming something that costs money and we need to realize that not everyone has that you know no yeah i definitely agree i think that Growing up, a lot of times we took for granted what we had. We'd come home from school, walk down the street, and be inside a house. Mm -hmm. Like, we're just like, oh, we're at home. Like, that's cool. But, like, we turned on the TV. We didn't think, oh, we need Wi-Fi for our TV. We need subscriptions and the direct TV for your TV. Right. And, oh, we have to wear our shoes. We're walking down the street with our shoes on. we got to get our books out of our backpack to do our homework. Like, a lot of things I think we don't necessarily realize we have to pay for when we're younger. And then... I think as you start to get older, it's harder to realize that, like, everything costs money. Mm -hmm. But, like, overall, to me and what I feel like a lot of my generation is starting to feel is that, like, it is a worthy investment to invest in things that make you happy, too. So it's been hard to kind of figure out, like, you know, whether I should be, like, saving all the time. Because yeah. it's like, at the end of the day, I'm kind of one of those people that's is like what are we saving for like mm -hmm. you could 
you know, anything could happen at any moment. And it's just like, I kind of want to also balance that with living in the present too. Yeah. I mean, it's also like at our age, it would almost be impossible for us to be making enough money where we could save half of our paycheck and be, be perfectly fine living the rest of the month on half a paycheck. Right. No, exactly. And I think that's what people don't understand, especially like older people, is that like times are not what they used to be. Like yeah. money is not what it used to be. Money is not what it used to be. And a lot more things cost a lot more money. Like people use like a lot of like older generations like say, oh, I was only making so much sense a day when I was working. We were only making a couple cents a day. But how much was everything? Like, did you have to go pay to go to the bathroom? Right. Like what? Everything that you were buying wasn't as expensive. Like gas to fill up a car. Don't even get me started on that. Like, how am I going to get to work? I got to I gotta drive my car to work and then I got to pay almost like $50 at the end of the week to fill up a gas tank. Yeah. To kind of answer that question myself, that's kind of sums up my view on money. Like, it's definitely important to save and you want to be conscious and, you know, grateful for what you do have because, as we know, there are so many inequalities especially financial in this world that it's like how can I be so ungrateful but at the same time too like there are certain things that like for my sake mostly experiences like not even just like material things but just like experiences and stuff it's like I don't know I just feel like at the same time like call me irresponsible or whatever but if there are certain things I want in certain moments like I also think that it's just as important to you know, be able to invest in those as well. So another big thing related to money and wealth is this whole idea of the American dream that essentially you can start from the bottom and work your way all to the like all the way to the top, like no matter where you are, no matter what your um, status is, your current status is, your financial class you're able to attain the amount of wealth that you want. And I feel like despite what you may think about it, a lot of people in America still do live by this kind of idea. And I feel like it's the reason why there are so many inequalities because people don't want to make things easier for other people if it Mm -hmm. means like leveling the playing field and lowering their chances of getting to that wealth, um, that top of the ladder that like everyone desires. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's not even like trying to level it. It's just like if you're coming home with almost like six over six figures a year and you're driving your Tesla home from your work that you're making so much money at, it's hard for me to see a homeless person on the side of the road even the other day when it was snowing, when it's freezing cold, like I don't make a lot of money, but that person's sitting there with no gloves on. You're telling me that they have like a raincoat. They don't have a winter coat. They don't have a jet. Like they don't have gloves. They don't have a hat. They have nothing. And you can easily just walk past them. You know how much of an inconvenience for you it is to give them like a dollar, five dollars. And I feel like that does relate back to that idea of the American dream because Certain people, especially like people who tend to be more fiscally or financially conservative, who like follow this idea of the American dream, it's like they put the blame on the person themselves and say, oh, well, that homeless person should be working harder to be in the Tesla like me. And it's just like that whole like myth, that whole narrative that like anyone's like starting from homeless, like. Okay, it happens in certain cases, but like those chances are so slim to none that it's like 
people hold that like mantra by a grip and I feel like they use it as an excuse to treat people inhumanely Mm -hmm. you know I've been pretty clear that my answer to the whole um, American dream myth is a big fat no Um, I feel like people who kind of hide behind that idea as like a reason to like perpetuate inequalities that keep happening in this country and across the world across the globe like I just feel like that narrative is just so tired that we really need to open our eyes to what our actual society is like right now because with the amount of homeless people there are in the world with the amount of people who are hungry in this world I just really don't see everyone being able to get to the top and I think Mm -hmm. people at the top know that and that's why they keep trying to push that idea. Mm Mm-hmm. But kind of moving along into our own spending habits, um, I kind of want to talk a little bit about like budgeting. Like I'm curious to know like how how do you budget and like where do where do your priorities lie as far as what you like or would spend your money on and what you're least likely to spend it on? Yeah, so obviously I have my priorities. I would say food for me groceries for me which can include like anything like toiletries any of that stuff and then of course like food treats and litter for my cat that all adds up and then it's like at the end of that I try to like portion in like some money for fun things like I'll try to put like 200 300 because like as much as like that seems like wow like you're spending 200 and 300 dollars doing fun things well I, maybe I want to go out on the weekend and yeah. drink and have fun. Like, Don't get me that started. Is, that is so true. That is a steep amount to spend on the weekend. But then it's like, what am I going to do all week? Like, this week I'm not I'm not nannying this week, so I'm just at home all week. What am I going to do? Sit there and do nothing, be bored all day? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to go get some crafts because I know we like doing crafts, like fun things. Like, yeah. Even if I just sat there and watched TV, I still have to add in my subscription to the TV. <laughs> it's always money. Yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I feel like I'm kind of somewhere in between. Like, I definitely have my head screwed on straight when it comes to, like, finances and stuff. Like, I don't know. I was just kind of raised in a way where I am financially, like, literate, I would consider myself to be. Uh, Especially, like, growing up, like, not always having the most money. Like, you kind of learn, like, thrifty ways to do things and stuff. So I definitely would say that, like, I know how to save my money and I know how to be smart with my money. But sometimes I think, like I was mentioning, like that goes and kind of like conflicts with another side of myself, like the Taurus side of myself who like loves pleasure and wants to explore like happiness and stuff too. Like I just have a really deep issue with like the current structure of society. And so I just feel like I try not to be a pawn and like it's a game by like working my life away. Like I still want to make time, even if I always don't have the most money to like take time to go on trips and do things and activities for myself because people work their lives away. And I I know Mm -hmm. my privilege is showing by saying that because some people like that's literally all they can do to like keep roofs over their heads. So like I'm very privileged in saying that and I do recognize that. But I'm just speaking from my standpoint where I can speak about my life. Like there are so many injustices in the world and I've been subject to a lot of them, but there's also some that I haven't. But from where I'm standing, like I just think that 
no matter where I'm at, like, I just don't want to work my life away. Like, Mm -hmm. I promise that to myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, would you rather have all the money in the world or would you rather get to go spend it and go on trips? Like, if you're working to make the money, it's different if you're working to get make the money to keep the roof over your head. But if you're working to get the money to have the money, spend the money. Like, mm-hmm. you cannot take it with you. I promise you, there's no possible way for you to take it with you. And that's true. And that's a very good distinction that you make is, like, I'm kind of teetering the line right now between making money to keep a roof over my head and, like, making money to, like, also have and spend but, like, for the most of my life, like, I've always kind of, like, been in that privileged position where, like, I do had or I did have, like, money to mm-hmm. spend. So that's kind of, like, where my perspective is coming from. And I'm sure that's kind of, like, where yours is coming from, too, you know? Yeah. I mean, for sure. Like, honestly, just this year I started nannying and that's where I'm, like, making the money from because people pay you a lot to nanny if you want to sign a job. <laughs> True. I just signed up. <laughs> but, like, most college students, like, you have to work, like you are in classes for almost 40 hours a week like your job is class like you're a full-time student true that's why a lot of times it says what's your occupation and full-time student will be an option because that is like a job you don't get paid you got to pay to do that right but then in the free time you have you're not gonna work another 40 hours working like yeah that's 80 hours of you not going to do anything fun that you want to do and so realistically i would say like working a week part-time you probably work maybe 20 hours ain't no way that's going to give you enough money to easily pay rent get everything you need school everything like Like, there's no possible way for you to have enough to have that fun things and like have enough money to save like honestly even if you hold money out of your paycheck say you get like what five hundred dollars every two weeks that would be two thousand dollars a month and almost all of that's rent and not to get on a tangent but like that's the issue that i have with the Mm -hmm. capitalist system like the current system set up in america and like different places around the world like the ultimate goal is not to work your life away like what are we even working toward like pleasure and happiness has become a luxury Mm -hmm. that the working class is increasingly not being able to afford Mm -hmm. and i will just not deny myself of that i'm sorry like i'm not gonna work my life away while wealthy people stay wealthy and live the life that they always had because we all have one life at the end of the day and I know there's going to be times where I struggle and I you know have to work through that and like advocate for changes but like also sometimes like I'm gonna spoil myself like as you should like life is temporary yeah literally spoil yourself at spa day like granted can we really afford that much no but like it doesn't matter. That's what we yes. like. That, that's going to keep me alive. All righty, then. If I'm dead, what am I going to spend the money on? And that leads me to a great next point. <laughs> um, kind of where our thoughts conflict from those of our parents and those from other generations, which I feel like we've already been touching on quite a bit. But I really want to emphasize those. Um, I don't really know. OK, you go first. You go first. Let me think about it. OK. Um, for me, I feel like my views definitely differ a lot from my mom's. If you're listening to this, <laughs> no shade. Um, but like to be completely candid, like my mom and I, we had a tiny little disagreement this weekend because she didn't think that I should go on the trip because I didn't quote have enough money. <laughs> That's 
subjective. I'm just kidding. That's um, subjective to a point, everybody. I know. <laughs> to a point, that's subjective. But I don't know. We just, like, we're disagreeing, but the plane tickets had already been paid for. The um, f- uh, hotel had, like, fallen through, so I had to book a new place. So it was going to cost a little bit more money, but I was just like... Like, we had been looking forward to this trip. Like, it was boosting my happiness, like, my mm-hmm. serotonin. Like, yeah. I was like, please. Like, we were looking forward to this trip. And I just feel like we just didn't see eye to eye if I should, like, go on the trip or not. And I completely understand why, like, she didn't want me to go on the trip. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm, like, blind to the fact that, like, I don't have ample money to be spending on travel at the moment. But I also feel like we were looking forward to this so much like we were just gonna try to find like a low cost way to just like be in new york city for the weekend and just like live it up and i'm so glad that it did happen because it really did like boost my mental state um and so i don't know i just feel like we're kind of different in the sense that like my mom um grew up like lower middle class um so like they obviously didn't have a lot of money to spend growing up Mm -hmm. and so a lot of the money that she has now um is like basically all she's all Mm self-made um and so to her like saving money and like being like thrifty with like how you like have money is like a really interesting thing to her and it's something that she just like likes and continues to do and I completely respect that but I just feel like we kind of differed a little bit mm-hmm. growing up because there would be certain things that like I saw as like worthy of like purchase mm-hmm. and she might have not seen as worthy of the purchase but it's like who's right in that situation yeah. you know like that's what I kind of mean about it's like all subjective it's just like we all have different priorities and I'm not saying that I'm like again you know irresponsible with how I spend my money but at the same time it's like certain things that they don't see as necessary to invest in we do we see that as happiness we see that as you know something that we want to put our money into and I really don't think that either person is right or wrong I just think Mm -hmm. that we have different perspectives of how we should live our lives and I don't know call me you know whatever call me blind or whatever to the truth or reality but that's just how I've always felt you know I just feel like there needs to be a balance because I can't live my whole life just working making money saving for what Mm -hmm. for nothing and I think I wouldn't say that you're blind or can't see that (laughs) but I think it's just like our generation has done such like a good job of like prioritizing like not even prioritizing like realizing like we have like we have like trauma that we've gone through like we have like mental health issues like I think that our generation has been like done a good job of like realizing that that is there and we are trying to cope with it and find things that like make our mental health better or like Mm -hmm. will help like reduce like our like trauma thoughts and stuff like that so true bestie like i think that like older generations like they don't see the things that we want to buy like to make us happy like if i go on this trip to new york like i like that's something for me to look forward to i know i'm going to the trip in new york in november okay Mm -hmm. it's october like i don't even think i can make through this week like i don't want to keep doing it oh i have that trip to new york in november like all right i can do this i can Mm -hmm. do it like it's things like that like I even like I'm so guilty of it. like for me to make it through the week sometimes I'm like oh my god I'm like I need something to look forward to like this week has been so so like oh I'm, we're gonna party this weekend like that's mm-hmm. something like 
I think we just see things that are so important, like to us, like for ourselves and like for our well-being that parents and like older generations don't necessarily like get why we want that. Yeah, totally. So my last kind of question topic for you would be I kind of want to address the career versus money debate like Mm -hmm. a lot of people even in our generation kind of debate whether or not they should pursue a career that they've always wanted that's been a dream of theirs even if it doesn't make a lot of money I mean some people's dream careers do make them a lot of money lucky bastards (laughs) but for those who have to feel like they choose like where do you feel like you land on the line like honestly that it's hard because like of course I don't want to be stuck with a job that like I don't like and I don't want to do but also like the life I want to live and like the things I want to do like I need the money like I need that money there to like support me and like I want to say I randomly want to go do a weekend trip, go who knows where, a different like state, uh, maybe even a different country. You never know. Like I need that money to be there. But I also want a career that's like fulfilling and I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't want to go do this. So like, right. I definitely have seen like, I have thought about like different careers. Like I think before I've settled on my occupational therapy degree, there has definitely been a lot of majors and careers I've looked at that I'm like oh like how much do they make like that would be so cool like I'd love to do that I mean I thought once maybe I want to be a paramedic maybe I want to ride in the ambulance like that would be cool I mean they only make about 40k so I'm like is that realistically something that I like can I live life I want with that amount of money realistically I don't think so but I mean mean, what about you like I know you have a bunch of different careers that I don't I you tell me every time what you want to do but I don't always understand for me I honestly do feel like I lean more toward the career side I'm not going to say that money is not important to me at all because it most definitely is especially in the current society that we live in it has to be important like you mentioned so it's definitely important to me but I do feel like I would end up like going after a career that did mean a lot to me, even if it didn't make as much as like what people consider to be a successful, you know, like super lucrative career. And like, I want to go into international affairs slash politics. So I'm not exactly sure what my salary could end up being. It's really a range and it's really up in the air, but I definitely know that I'm going to continue to go after jobs first Mm -hmm. that make me happy and not just the salaries because especially in politics, I don't think consciously I would last in a job that mm. was morally wrong for me or that I just didn't feel right in because I it would just eat me alive. It would, I know. Like, I would just rather be in a career that makes me happy even if you're making, like, 50K, 60K, mm. like, and I don't even know. I think that's, like, on the beginning edge of it all. So I'm, again, not really sure, like, where I would land, but I definitely think that I'm... Definitely going after more of a career goal because I also feel like a big part of the debate that a lot of people don't talk about is like how you kind of like balance your priorities on Mm -hmm. that line too. Like to make that make sense, what I'm kind of thinking of is like I have a particular lifestyle where I like to occasionally um, invest in myself and do things like travel or, you know, maybe get like an accessory here Mm -hmm. or there that, you know, I've wanted for a long time. So 
you know, if that's the case, like in the future, maybe I just need to realize that I'm maybe not a person who should have a family right away. So that that way, even if I'm not making as much as a typical person would with a family, Mm -hmm. I would still be making a sufficient amount to work, provide provide for for myself. And I'm perfectly okay with that. I think that it's not so black and white. People do need to make sacrifices to have Mm -hmm. the type of life that they want. But like, I'm aware that like currently how I want to live life, it just doesn't fit like a family and other things, at Mm -hmm. least at the moment. So as long as I feel like people are conscious about that, then that can help inform their decision just as much as chasing either a career or money. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. At the moment, for sure. Like, kids are expensive. Like, I know people, like, say that, but, like, just, like, the family that I'm, like, watching for right now, like, some of the stuff, like, they'll tell me, like, a lot of the stuff she borrows from her sister because she's like, this was, like, this much money. Like, they are expensive. Like, that on top of how much she pays me to be there a week. Like, she not only has to pay for her kid, she has to pay for someone to watch her kid, too. yeah. I couldn't even, nope, no, 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 I can't do that right now. Like, kids are cute, but I, nope, not right now. I don't got the money for that. Uh, In conclusion of this episode, if there's one thing to take home, it's no kids. Don't have a baby right now. (laughs) I'm kids. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Liv, for being a guest on my second to last episode of the season. Um, And also, thank you very much for not only picking me up from the airport, (laughs) but for also (laughs) suggesting this episode topic because it's the end of the semester. My mind is in a jumble and we really didn't know what we were going to talk about until like 10 minutes before we left. So um, I think it was a really fruitful conversation and I'm glad we had it. To close out this episode, surprisingly, I found this poem from my archives that I had. Um, I wrote this a little while back. I think it's like a combination of a few things that I've written. Um, So I can't really put an exact date on when I wrote it. Um, But I remember kind of getting the idea for this. Um, In one of my classes, we had to think about capitalism, um, race, and kind of those intersections. And so I wrote this. Um, poem called American Dream ironically and it kind of just talks about how there's so much racial injustice in this country but there's also a lot of economic disparities that intersect with that as well so without further ado here is American Dream the foundation of this nation was my forefather's creation the foundation of this nation was built on the backs of black brothers and sisters chain-choked and beaten red, white, and blue, just to grow up in a system where their children must prove every day they're America too. A system of inequity that I know was never meant for me, starving on breadcrumbs while the rich stay wealthy, and I hope with everything in me will one day wake up from this nightmare that we call the American dream. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So that concludes the second to last episode of this season of Woman Identified. Thank you so much to everyone who has been listening in this season. It's truly been such a ride seeing this journey come to life. And I am forever grateful for everyone who has taken the time to listen and support this show. So I can't say thank you enough and I'm so excited to share the last episode of the season with you all next week November 23rd so be there or be square
And with that, this week's episode has come to a close. Thank you so much for tuning in to Woman Identified. See you next week.